The views expressed in this podcast are meant solely for inspiration and entertainment purposes. Nothing stated in this podcast should be considered financial, economic, accounting or tax advice. Dividends are never guaranteed. This recording does not address all risks. No comments made in this recording should be considered an endorsement for any investment or investment strategy. This recording should not be considered as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or subscribe to any financial instruments, products, securities or derivative instruments. All data used is believed to be valid and accurate at the date it was first recorded on an as-is basis and is subject to change without notice. Listeners should seek their own financial tax, legal and regulatory advice regarding the appropriateness or otherwise of investments or any investment strategies. Any decision a party makes after listening to this recording should be based on its own research and will not be considered influenced by the views expressed in this podcast. You will solely bear the responsibility for any investments you make and for the liability of any losses arising from the information provided. Hello and welcome to the Bank on Dividends podcast. My name is Banky and as always I will be your guide into the wonderful world of dividend investing. Global events this week made it much harder for me to make this podcast episode, especially knowing that so many of my listeners are in Ukraine or are Ukrainian. With that in mind, This episode is dedicated to all those around the world who are facing one form of injustice or the other. Unfortunately, the world does not stop regardless of what's happening, and therefore the markets do not stop. So please remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. This week we're going to be analysing the stock Unilever. Unilever is one of the few stocks that is listed on multiple markets. Unilever ticker ULR. VR is listed both in London and in Amsterdam. I do believe that the Amsterdam line is being wound up, so we're going to focus mainly on the London line. Unilever PLC is a British multinational consumer goods company headquartered in London, England, and it produces food, condiments, ice creams, well-being vitamins, minerals and supplements, including tea and many beverages. In fact, they produce almost all of the daily household items that you would use at one point in your life. Many consider Unilever to be the European version of Johnson & Johnson, but they're actually much more. So let's dive into Unilever. We're going to start off with, obviously, the share price. The share price right now, as of the close of Friday the 25th of February, was £37.39. Now, in summary, Unilever is a strong buy right now. They are trading actually at an all-time high, to be honest. They haven't been this high for a very, very long time, just looking at the graph. And most analysts are still recommending you buy. Their revenues have stayed roughly around the 50 billion mark, but their earnings have actually dropped since 2018. 2021 was a slightly better year than 2020 and 2019. Their earnings have not returned to the 2018 levels since the start of the pandemic, and we're hoping that will change. So let's do the headline figures before we go into the nitty-gritty stuff. Unilever has a market cap of 98.8 billion its five-year monthly beta is 0.18 which is one of the lowest betas you're gonna find and the beta is a measure of risk relative to the market so Unilever is a very good barometer for what the whole market is doing it's trailing 12-month PE ratio is 19.7 and it has a trailing earnings per share 
of 195 and their forward dividend is, is £1.44, which gives them a yield of 3.85. And their next dividend for all of you out there will be paid on the 19th of May 2022. Zooming in on the dividend a bit more, Unilever's payout ratio is at a whopping 74.33%, which is much higher than I would like. But you have to bear in mind that Unilever is a very, very matured company. It's one of the oldest companies in the world and has been around for a very long time. So 74%, almost 75% payout ratio makes sense given that they have a lot of shares listed out there. What I will want to point your attention to is actually their debt to equity. Their debt to equity is at 150 52.6 which is quite a lot they have a lot of debt and it's why many people don't like unilever in the same vein their current ratio is only 0.7 so actually they do not have enough assets or short-term assets to pay off all of their debts which you know usually would be a red flag for most people but i think for unilever they get away with it because of their size and their scale so let's look at their cash flow statement and the first two numbers that jump out to me are their trailing 12 month operating cash at 7.9 billion and their levered free cash flow at 4.6 billion now when people hear these numbers because they're in the billions they sound good but i just want you to put that in perspective that their revenue is 52.44 billion for the trailing 12 months for the last 12 months so for them only to have you know free cash of 4 billion means that they are spending a lot of it and i'm just looking for how much they actually pay in servicing their debt and it looks to be the total debt anyway is 30 0.13 billion so it's a lot of debt so earnings is eaten up by their debt payments before we even look any further let's go and look at the dividend history and see have they consistently been paying dividends because like many for many people unilever is a favorite stock for many it's very reliable so i'm just scrolling back and i can see that right now their current dividend is around 36 pence and they have been paying their dividend since 1992 and it has grown quite exponentially back in 1992 it was only around three pence per dividend now it's all the way up at 32 i'm just looking to see if there are any dividend cuts and i don't believe there have been actually any dividend cuts for unilever which is great news so the next thing i want to look at quickly is who are the major holders of unilever i'm looking at 1.8 8% is held by insiders, which is quite low. But again, given the size of the company and the number of shares that they have in their market cap, not too bad. The biggest group by far is institutions and they have institutions by shares and the percentage of flow institutions, which make up 42.64% and 43.46% respectively. So the vast majority, almost 90% is held by different types of institutions which is okay, but I would like to see more retail investors. But I think given the size of retail investors are just crowded out by some of these big asset managers that I'm seeing. And I'm seeing Fidelity, I'm seeing T, T. Rowe Price, I'm seeing Vanguard. So I'm not surprised that the retail holders are so insignificant that it's not even worth noting what percent is held by retail investors. So I found the figure that I was looking for 
that Unilever's interest year on year to pay their debt is around 491 million and that's their interest expense and that's listed on their balance sheet there's probably some more because you know there's some fancy accounting for big conglomerates like Unilever which it doesn't bode well for me oh, it is one of my favorite stocks I'll happily say that but when you look at the financials and if you're a dividend investor with somewhat limited funds it makes me think is there somewhere better for my money but let me tell you why many many people actually love Unilever they own like so many brands and actually they operate in 190 countries so you would be hard-pressed to find a country that Unilever do not operate in and like I said they own over 400 brands and just some of the ones that come to my mind that is generating their turnover of you know around 51 billion pounds or euros you know whichever whichever listing you're looking at is Lynx, Dove, Omi slash Purcell, Wool's Magnum, LifeBio, SunSilk, Sunlight. I mean, they own everything. It's really, really hard. Like I said, there's over 400 brands. I'm just looking at their website right now and I'm just picking out the ones that, you know, reach out to me. If you know about Ben & Jerry's, they own that and they acquired them back in 2000. I think that was one that, that stood out to me. They are one of the conglomerates that are known for buying out pretty much everything i i challenge you to look around your house and you will find the unilever symbol in fact their logo since 2004 is actually made up of all the different things that they do so you find the dove symbol in their logo and you find all the different logos of the brands that they own in the unilever logo so it was very interesting back in 2004 when they changed their logo because it's kind of a universal company incorporates everything and you know Consumer goods are one of the industries that kind of stand the test of time, regardless of inflation and regardless of, unfortunately, wars breaking out all around the world. People still need basic consumer goods. People still need soap. People will still buy ice cream. People will still do these things. And that's why Unilever is one of those stocks that has stood the test of time. And it is, you know, a dividend king. One thing I will say, um, I actually wrote my master's dissertation on Unilever and it was when I was doing this that I actually found that Unilever was founded on the 2nd of September get this 1929 okay I just wonder like how old 1929 this company has been around for a very long time they have seen wars they have seen great depressions and they have survived you don't hear so much talk about survivorship biased, but there would have been many other companies that have tried to do the same thing that Unilever has done or is doing that has not survived. There is almost no recession or downturn in living memory that Unilever was not around for and has not survived. And that's because they have three main divisions, food and refreshments, home care and beauty and personal care and those three things are so rock solid especially within europe and they go so unchallenged even by nestle even by Procter and gamble even by johnson and johnson that they have been able to remain now their history is not always a good one they do have roots in many abhorrent actions and things that have gone on in global history and that's why it's almost a a fitting stock to review while we see another abhorrent act taking place in Europe. 
bearing that in mind, there will be companies that come off better, like Unilever. And when I was listening to the news and hearing all of the terrible things that are unfolding between Russia and Ukraine, I couldn't help but think of the quote by John D. Rockefeller that said, buy when there's blood in the streets. And it made me instantly disgusted because I thought, for many, there will actually be blood in the streets. I instantly understood why many people don't like billionaires because they are so practical and they're willing to act in a way that you need a certain type of resolve to act even when things are not going well. So Unilever, like I said, is one of my favorite stocks. I do believe it is a buy right now. Their financials are not the best, but Unilever is a stock that reflects pretty much the market and human nature. It's been around for a long time and it probably still will be around for a long time. And that's why I think Unilever is the perfect stock for a dividend investor. And remember, no matter what's happening in the markets, you can always bank on dividends. Thank you.